NHR and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. It's a Friday. It's a Friday. Early March. Kind of mid-March at this point. We're gearing up for March Madness Conference basketball tournaments wrapping up this weekend. Selection Sunday. Just two days away. And I I, I just, I, I gotta be honest with you. I love this part of the calendar for the sports world. I also love me some sports drama. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX, Fox 29. In for Ken Levicka on Ken Levicka Live. We got Stone Labanowitz here on the ones and twos. And we're talking about conflict here. We're talking about the kind of stuff that gets you watching not just the games, but also the pregame talks, postgame interviews, hopping on Twitter afterwards and seeing what all of the chatter is about. Uh, in the NBA, again, it 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 varies. It's an 82-game season. It's hard to get fans locked in, even if you're the biggest super fan of any team. Stone, you watch every single Lakers game that you can get your eyes on, right? You're damn right I do. Now, for some of those games, they've got to be kind of background games, right? There's got to be a lot of games you're watching where it's on, but you're kind of like perusing around the house, cleaning, doing chores. Like, There's no way you're locked in on all 82. Yeah, that's probably 70% of them Yeah, that they're background games. Because so, I'm in, I'm in, I'm invested, right, for the first 15 minutes, and then they find themselves down 17, and yeah, then it becomes background noise. Yeah. I go back to knitting and sewing. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine that that also uh, hurts, too, when your team is doing a lot of losing. By the way, what's the update on the Lakers in the Western Conference standings? Are they still 8, 9? They're, they're a current 9 seed right now. 9 seed. And they have one of the softer schedules to end the regular season, so I do think they jumped to possibly an 8 and 7. They're contending with teams right now like the Jazz, the yeah. Blazers, like, they're right in the mix with these teams that... They are, at the moment, I think a little better than so. Not that anybody cares about the current standing of the yeah. Lakers. Well, the national just media curious. does. Yeah. Nobody here. But, yeah. Curious. They're cooking right now, man. They look good. LeBron's just resting, wearing a boot, showing up to Bronny's games. I got faith in these boys. I, I can't wait to see what they're <laughs> able to pull out. I can't wait to see what they're able to pull out. Also, can't wait to look away as they obviously are going to fail in the end. I can't wait to to also get your reaction from it. But more so the drama around sports. It's lived in L.A., the Lakers have had their fair share of it, whether it's the GM talking about guys, whether it's Russell Westbrook, I mean, before the trade deadline being shunned from all of the huddles and the pregame celebrations and stuff. Like, there's a lot of drama around the Lakers. There's also a lot of drama just in the league in general, especially when it comes to player and official, uh, let's just call it relationships. Obviously, these NBA guys, these players who get paid millions and millions of dollars to put on a show for the fans. We When we go to these arenas, when we go to Miami-Dade Arena, when we go anywhere to watch some NBA basketball, we're there to watch the superstars. We want to see guys put on performances, put up 30 balls, 40 balls, 70 balls if you're Dame Lillard and Don, Donovan Mitchell this year. I mean, we go for the show, and sometimes the officials insert themselves into the show a little bit too much, Stone. Like, Sometimes you feel it. There's names you can call out, Scott Foster, that people immediately think, oh, don't want to see a series ref by that guy. Fred Van Vliet of the Toronto Raptors, a guy who went from undrafted to NBA champion, a guy who is one of the better point guards, one of the better decision makers in the NBA, he had a bone to pick with a specific referee, Ben Taylor, and I thought he crossed several lines. I thought he did something that could be damning to his current day career. Not 
something long-term damage-wise, but also more so just a huge fine and possibly a suspension. Here was Fred Van Vliet following a Raptors loss to the Clippers complaining about one specific ref who he names multiple times. I mean, I don't mind. I'll take a fine. I don't really care. I thought, you know, um, Ben Taylor was terrible tonight. Um, I thought that on most nights, you know, a couple of the, you know, out of the three, there's one or two that just the game up, you know, and it's, it's, it's been like that a couple couple games in a row. Um, Denver was tough, obviously. You come out tonight, you're competing pretty hard. The third quarter, I get a tech, changes the whole dynamic of the game, changes the whole flow of the game. And, um, you know, most of the refs are trying hard. I like a lot of the refs are trying hard. They're pretty fair. They communicate well. And then you got the other ones who just want to be and um, just kind of the game up. Nobody's coming to see that. They come to see the players. And um, I think we're losing a little bit of the fabric of what the NBA is and was. And um, it's been disappointing this season. Um, you can look up most of my texts this year have been with Ben Taylor officiating. So at a certain point as a player, you feel it's personal. And um, it's never a good place to be. That's not why we lost tonight. We got outplayed. Um, but it definitely makes it tougher. Now, a mark of a good official referee, no matter the sport, is to not have your name dropped. Ben Taylor had his name <laughs> dropped like three times by Fred Van Vliet alone there, as well as accusations of maybe being a little heavy-handed on Van Vliet. I, Stone, that was a lot. Have you First off, when's the last time you've heard of any player just go off on a specific official like that? I don't think I can recall. I can't recall either. I have no clue. Yeah. And he didn't hold back. He didn't even hold back when it came to like name dropping, right? Yes. It was more than once. Yes. You know, ben for, Taylor. For, 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 yeah, in case, you guys, out for in case you guys didn't hear, the referee's name is Ben Taylor. And I think, you know, you hear it all the time. Any publicity is good publicity. So if you're Ben Taylor, now you have an opportunity to take the stage next time. Every NBA fan is going to be watching you. That's so, not what you want. I mean, that's it, not what you want as an official. It is, but it isn't, right? These guys also get paid six, seven figures. Yeah. Like they're in the mix. Yeah. This is just a really, I said this was Zach Wilson, but it's a tough spot to be in for Ben Taylor, for Fred. What do you get taxed for? It, so the maximum amount you can be fined by the NBA per the CBA, the Collective Bargaining Agreement, is $50,000 for something like that. And the commissioner can can suspend you. So the max fine, 50000 Fred Van Vliet was fined 30000 It makes me think, and I know this is the Adam Silver era, Right, he's way softer on players. He's yeah. everybody's friend. He's the he's the uh, players' coach, if you will, of commissioners and all of the professional sports. But if that's a thirty thousand dollar fine comment from Fred Van Vliet, what's a fifty thousand dollar fine? What gets you suspended? Do you have to talk about the man's family, or do you have to start getting real personal? Like that was that was about as bad as it can get, attacking the integrity of an official and saying that he has personal drama with you and also saying that he F's everything up. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> so I guess the $50,000 fine requires getting physical, right? <laughs> if Fred puts his hands on Ben Taylor, yeah. gives him a little shove, a little finger to the face and a little slap, a little cheek check, I think that's, you know, warranting that a $50,000 fine. For, for just 20000 more, you get a little cheek check? I mean... Yeah, I wish I knew the actual number of some of these guys' game checks, yeah. right? Like... LeBron James, you play 45 minutes. How much are you getting paid for that? Because Oof. I don't think these guys necessarily care about $35,000. Fred Van Fleet gets paid a lot of money. Yeah. You talked about how he is a very popular and good point guard in the yeah. league. Like, he's yeah. top 10. Top I, think 10 you, sure. I think you have the argument that he's a top 10 point yeah. guard in the league. So, I don't necessarily think that he cares that he gets fined $35,000. It's only $30,000, actually. I think the number was $30,000. Okay, $30,000. Yeah. And I also 
you know, think that you know what you're doing going into this. Yeah. I'm sure you have a conversation with guys in the locker room, one of the PR guys, and they realize soon that, okay, I can't stop Fred from doing this. Fred, here's what's going to happen, though. Yeah. You're going to get hit for 30. Right, if you go this, if you if you reach into this bag and say this, it may be a little more, but you're looking at 30 right now if you want to go through with what you think you're about to go There's through. There's no way they knew it was going to be this big. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, you do. Fred Van Vliet knew a fine was coming. Yeah. He said it. He did. He said it. And it was one of the more inflammatory rants I've heard from a player, especially designated at one specific official. But he did more than a $30,000. Like, my thing is, he said, yeah, I know a fine's coming. The NBA and Adam Silver, if you're going to be the adult in the room, if you're going to maintain integrity as well as a little bit of discipline between players and the officials, I think you got to go a little harder than 30000 with Fred Van Vliet there. Yeah, and you're talking about a possible suspension. Yeah. I don't. I, I can't agree with you based off of the sole fact that if you go and check these replies, Right, and I know you know we dog on Twitter a lot of the time, but there are some smart, verified people who are on beats who have followed the NBA for decades upon decades. There's some people on there who know what they're talking about. Yeah, if yeah. you go check some of the replies on this Fred Van Fleet video that's posted on social, people love it. People are backing it up, saying thank you, thank you, thank you. I'll I like you, it too. I like it too, and I'll tell you firsthand. I think he earned the suspension though. I can't get my girlfriend to watch the NBA. I can't, no matter how hard I try. My girlfriend's 24 years old. I'm 24 years old. I can't get her to watch the NBA. She hates basketball because wow. when I turn it on and I'm in the fourth quarter and I ooh, got a chunk of change on the game, I'm trying to watch my favorite player go to work. Every other play, a whistle's being blown. These guys are going to the free throw line. Guys like James Harden are shooting 20 of them. You can't watch three minutes of uninterrupted basketball being played at the college level, especially because oh. these guys can't make shots. Well, and the, in the NBA, the whistle after whistle after whistle, tech. Oh, what are you going to tech for? To be honest, I don't know. There's no elapsed time of uninterrupted basketball nowadays. And I think we've become accustomed to it. We don't even notice. But from an outsider, from a casual, it's unwatchable at this point with the fouls being called. And guys like Ben Taylor, who are bleep, 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 bleep. It's <laughs> tough, man. It's tough. But basketball, the, the, the whistle's being blown. It's brutal. It, it's brutal. I think college basketball is worse. It like, is. I, there's no guy I, I can't stand more in this world than college basketball is better than NBA basketball guy. I have one of my one of my close friends who's also a journalist. He lives and dies on that mountain. College basketball is better. They play with more passion. They don't have to be paid to be played. All, all of the whatever rhetoric, the, the uh, arena sounds in college basketball oh. are better. The tradition of college. Get, get rid of all that. First off, in college basketball, you speak of whistles. You get whistles. You said every other play in the NBA, they do two, two, two whistles per play in college basketball. Seriously. Let alone the coaches calling 18 timeouts in the last 30 seconds each. Like the overcoaching in college basketball, I know we're gearing up for March Madness, conference basketball, or, or conference basketball tournaments going on right now. We need to get an update on that FAU score, by the way. We're looking at FAU yeah. up 30 to 16 on Middle Tennessee State Ooh. currently. 30 to 16, huh? Three minutes, 44 seconds to go in the half. Those fighting owls. I I, I think they're smelling blood. They're going (laughs) to likely be in the Conference USA Championship game tomorrow. We're going to lose Ken for another day. Elongated trip, but all worth it. All worth it. Ken will be back Monday, though, right? Yes, he will. Okay, good, good, good. So Ken Levick coming back to Ken Levick alive, hopefully uh, with the Conference USA Championship around his... uh, Do you get a ring that quick, I guess? I think you do get a ring. Yeah, well, 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 if Jeanette Javier gets a World Series championship yeah. ring, I think Ken Levicka gets a ring for winning the conference. Okay, USA. okay, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm happy so. for that. I hope so as well. But on the topic of 
college basketball being better than the NBA because a lot of people do live on that mountain. Yeah. And some of them die on that mountain. What a mountain. The answer to why that is is because there's more parity in college basketball. You have the St. Peter's able to beat the Kentuckys of the world. When yeah. in the NBA, you're not going to have the Portland Trailblazers taking down the Boston Celtics or the Milwaukee Bucks. Like It's just not going to happen. And if that's your reason and you're unconsciously not knowing that, yeah. That's on you because you're going to watch some of these sorry teams beat some of their best teams because ultimately they're children, right? Yeah, when you get younger. emotional and you get in your head, you can't make shots. You know, when you watch a game end 52 to 56 here in March Madness and you love that, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. There's something wrong with you. But you can yeah. enjoy it for what it is, the spectacle, the theater, and the sweat that you have to go through. But some of these games are ending 52, 56 and, you know, there's four times the fouls that they're on the NBA. Yeah, and, and also, you get the, obviously, you get the shorter clock. And, and for college basketball, the one thing I will say is the drama comes from the parody, right? It does. In, in March Madness, it's one and done. Not like the NBA, which you have seven-game series. It's one and done. There's a lot of parody in the results, which brings the drama. In the NBA and the NFL and, and our favorite sports that are professional sports, a lot of the drama come from the storylines, come from the actual characters. Think about the NFL, for instance. Like, we're talking about how drama helps you lock into games. Drama will make you pay more attention to certain games. Some kind of conflict that happens off the field draws you in. Let's not forget, I was enshrined into Chiefs Kingdom ahead of this football season. This offseason, when I made my switch over from Hashtag keep pounding with the Panthers to hashtag Chiefs Kingdom with Kansas City. It was a tough choice for me. No, it wasn't. A selfless choice for me. And I did it for the betterment of the world. And in doing so, I inherited all of the drama of Chiefs past. One of the main ones, Stone, but you said no, it wasn't. You're just a hater. Was those Cincinnati Bengals. That's right. Was those Cincinnati Bengals. The reason why so many people were down on the Chiefs this year was because last year the Bengals bounced the Chiefs in the AFC Championship at Arrowhead Stadium en route to their Super Bowl yeah, appearance. They hadn't beat them since Joe Burrow became a Bengal, right? 3-0. Joe Burrow was 3-0 against Patrick Mahomes. The Bengals 3-0 versus the Chiefs since Joe Burrow was drafted. That included a regular season loss that the Chiefs had against Joe Burrow this past regular season. Now, we all know how the NFL season played out. The Chiefs go on to win the Super Bowl. But ahead of the AFC Championship game... More of the stuff that we love, the drama, the conflict, the jawing back and forth happening between the Chiefs and happening between the Bengals. Now, the first that we really heard of this nationally was from Mike Hill, safety of the Cincinnati Bengals. Mike Hill on the sideline after a Bengals win in the opening round of the playoffs. He's What you're going to hear right now, courtesy of CBS Sports, is Mike Hill calling Arrowhead Stadium out of its name and then moments later, you're going to hear Chris Jones, uh, pass rusher extraordinaire for the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, clogger up front for the Kansas City Chiefs, who needs to get paid, by the way. Give that man his extension. You're going to hear Chris Jones in press conferences leading up to the AFC Championship game using that same remark. This helped boil up what was an epic AFC Championship showdown, but here it is, the start of Burrowhead Stadium, thanks to Mike Hill. We'll see y'all in Burrowhead. Under Burrowhead Stadium, so feeling good about it. Did you just say Burrowhead Stadium? Yeah, Burrowhead Stadium, right? Take care. See y'all at Burrowhead Stadium. Now, now you think, Stone, that would be enough, right? That would be enough. One guy on the Bengals calling Arrowhead Stadium, Burrowhead Stadium after Cincinnati Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow and the Chiefs reiterating in the press. That's enough 
bullet support material to get everything cooking, right? It is. It is for the most part. Like, it's disrespectful as it can be, especially when your quarterback is arguably the best in yes. the entire league. Yes, yes. Arguably one of the GOATs, one of the Mount Rushmore quarterbacks when we talk about hey, the hey. legacy of the league. I mean, down the line. He's a young pup right now. I know. Okay. Two Super Bowl wins, by the way. Mm-hmm. Two MVPs, by the way. He's well on his way. Uh, so you have that. And then, obviously, once stuff starts getting into the popular sphere, into social media, it starts proliferating throughout all of everywhere you can get your thumbs on. You're seeing stuff about Burrowhead Stadium. That included, which super corny, by the way, uh, hard and cringy to listen to, but I'm going to force it on you right now here on Ken Levick Alive. The mayor of Cincinnati butting himself in and making a proclamation on behalf of the Bengals, again, using that same phrase, Burrowhead Stadium. Good afternoon, Cincinnati. I have a proclamation from the desk of the mayor. Be it proclaimed, whereas the Cincinnati Bengals are headed to Burrowhead Stadium for their second consecutive AFC championship game. Whereas last year's game, the Bengals scored more points than the Chiefs, resulting in a Bengals victory and a Chiefs loss. Whereas Joseph Lee Burrow, who's 3-0 against Mahomes, has been asked by officials to take a paternity test confirming whether or not he's his father. Whereas all season long, Cincinnati has been on a path of destiny, fighting it out to overcome anyone who stands between them and a Super Bowl win. And whereas Kansas City is named after its neighboring state, which is, you know, just kind of weird. Now, therefore, I, Aftab Kirwal, mayor of the city of Cincinnati, do hereby proclaim January 29th, 2023, as they got to play us day in Cincinnati. Thank you. Okay, and the Chiefs did play them, and who day lost to them 23-20, I believe, was the final score of that one. Chiefs advanced to the Super Bowl, win the whole thing. So none of that worked out in the Bengals' favor. Look, made a lot of them look kind of silly and foolish, including the mayor, Stone, is that was that cool what he did though? Bring like it obviously was corny. Was it cool as a sports fan to see the mayor step in there? You may hate this, but the answer is unequivocally yes. Here's why: we like to dump on social media, right? Hey, turn your phone off. Go into the woods, right? Go yeah. cook some s'mores, right? Like be more to yourself. No, this is the beauty of what sports is because this Cincinnati mayor here is injecting himself, getting himself involved, maybe for personal reasons, right? That's a conversation for another day. Maybe, of course. Maybe he needed a spike. He wants people to know his name, because I still, I, I don't know how to pronounce it, so I won't take a stab at it, but I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe he needed a spike in the votes and in the ratings, but that's a whole other thing. Him getting involved, what it did was just cause an entire wave of beef and drama and buildup and lead up to one of the most anticipated games of the entire season. So now you have people who aren't, too big on social media, they're going to check out the video, right? You're getting yeah. it sent to you by your 56-year-old uncle who, you know, is a Facebook guy. He sees it on Facebook and sends it to you. So it it creates all this buildup, and then all of a sudden, you hear it three months later on SNL when Travis Kelsey is the host of the show. Yeah. When they're doing their championship parade, you're now hearing Burrowhead, I don't know what the ticker was, 12 times, 15, 16 times. Yeah. Like they threw it out there. So it is the beauty of our professional sports and social media coming together. I loved it. I didn't think it was that bad either. I mean, how good is a dorky guy going to do when it comes to talking trash about professional athletes? I think he held his own. I, I thought think, he could have did without the whole, oh, Joe Burrow is your father thing. I thought that was kind of lame. For sure, because yeah. he's got lame people around him writing this stuff yeah. for him. They're like, this one's going to hit. This one's going to hit here, <laughs> man. They'll love it on Twitter. They'll love this. Watch this. And yeah. it, we did love it. I mean, we it played something. it on our show. Yeah. And we're local here in ESPN West Palm Beach in the Treasure Coast. Think about it. This thing out. was unplayed on 
television. This thing was on every national media pundit, all of it. So I was a fan, to be honest. Well, uh, well, just to reflect on how it worked out again, the Bengals lose. Joe Burrow throws <laughs> two picks, and the Chiefs go on to win the Super Bowl. So uh, I'm, I'm glad the mayors, though, maybe edged out a few more votes out there in Cincinnati. I wonder if he, if he won his vote. I don't. You know, if he got reelected, <laughs> we gotta, you know, I typically we're not political guys. Yeah. Right? I don't know how it works for them, but I don't know if he won or lost. Maybe we should look that up. We got to get updated on Cincinnati uh, politics. I'll have to call in <laughs> some of my, my friends up there that, that work in the Cincinnati market. Uh, can we get another update on FAU men's basketball, by the way, playing Middle Tennessee semifinals of the Conference USA basketball tournament? Florida Atlantic Owls, 37. Middle Tennessee State Blue Raiders, 23. There we go. What's that, a 14, 16-point lead for the, for the Owls? Clearly not a math guy. Yes, that is 14 points. 14. I, I don't remember what you said more so. I'm more so like not a short-term memory guy. Uh, the Owls, Ken Levicka is out there calling that game, which is why he's out and I'm in. And, you know, yesterday I, I, I did something that was fun, Stone. I did something that was fun. I threw out the first pitch at Roger Dean's Yes, you did. Uh, it was a good time. It was a good time during the World Baseball Classic. The only bad part of it, Stone, What's the what's the one goal of a guy that goes up there to throw the first pitch? To throw a strike? You want to throw a strike. You also don't want it to hit the dirt. That yeah, of course. Now, last year when I threw the first pitch, I threw right over the middle. Catcher didn't have to move a muscle. In fact, I watched him. I watched it back on tape. Mm. He was frozen right there. It went right to his glove. Mm. It was beautiful. Beautiful. There's pitch. no proof. Now there is proof. There, I I can tweet it out as well. <laughs> that ball though didn't have any heat on it. So this year for spring training, I said I'm bringing the heat. I'm bringing the heat. Oh, God. I changed up my stance. I said, I'm not going to go here and play it safe because I'm as accurate as they come. I'm a lefty. I'm a lefty. I've been playing sports my whole life. Never really played baseball organized, but I'm as, I'm as accurate as it comes with ball placement. What does unorganized baseball mean? Like willful ball? No, I've never played organized baseball. Did I say unorganized? No, you, know, you've, you, know, you said you've never played organized, so that means you've played unorganized. I like played in PE and stuff like that here ah. and there. Like I've never like was on a baseball team. Okay. Did you ever play baseball? You're damn right I did. I never did. I was afraid of the, the ball. It's hard. I, I've seen people get hit with it. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I was a wuss. I was, I was real soft about that. But, but what I can say is natural athlete. So, of course, I go up there. I think I'm going to throw the heat, give it about 75 miles an hour, 80 miles an hour. Oh, my God. We'll see. I didn't want to throw my arm out. I was afraid of that. Because you got to use it. <laughs> for what? <laughs> for, for nothing. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> I, I, I would be fine if I threw my So, look, I get up there on the mound. <laughs> I'm up on the mound. I sling one. It's got a little heat, so it may be like 40 miles an hour, 45. And <laughs> that's not a lot of heat, right? Yeah, whoa. Watch Terrible. that. But it, it didn't hit the ground. It didn't hit the ground. And also, it was low and to the right. So I think I might have saw somebody in the stands maybe even take a whiff at it. It, it, it was a ball, but it got there. It hit the glove. Mission complete. Big respect. Big respect. Uh, when, I, when I did do that, though, I was, I was hanging out with the, the guys from, from Duffy's, and, and they really outplayed me. And it reminded me that if I'm going to watch any of these games that we love, whether it be, you know, a, a huge, whether it be like an AFC championship game, that's hyped up with all the drama or just a regular season basketball game or even a fight, there's only one place I want to do it, and that's going to be Duffy Sports Grill. Calling all sports fans, grab your MVP card and head to Duffy's where you can watch all of the action. If you don't have an MVP card, sign up for free and start earning rewards today. Duffy's is voted the best sports grill year after year with their award-winning burgers and wings. And don't forget Duffy's famous two-for-one drinks all day, every day. That's my favorite part of it all. Two-for-one drinks. With over 80 TVs in each location, you'll never miss a minute of the game. Visit Duffy'sMVP.com to learn more. Duffy's, our game, 
is always on. Stone, the the idol that you had in middle and high school, Aaron Rodgers, looks a shoo-in to be a New York Jet. Looks a shoo-in to take that same path as Brett Favre from Packers to Jet and try to be a contender in the AFC. I'm going to tell you why, Stone. I feel like the Jets, though they're kind of running thin on options, might be making a terrible, terrible mistake. I know it's already at the finish line. I know the deal is pretty much done. They're going to work out a trade. This might be a terrible mistake for the New York Jets, bringing in Aaron Rodgers. I'll tell you why when we come back. He's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Theo Dorsey. It's Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. The Big Teddy Takeover continues on Ken Levick Alive. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. Ken Levick is out calling FAU conference tournament game. We got Stone Labanowitz in. And Stone, you used to be a football quarterback, a big-time Division I playoff-winning football quarterback. There's a team out there in Palm Beach County right now that's competing, that's still getting at You, you still got some juice in the tank, right, Stone? You're damn right I do. Well, and- t- talk to me about these capos because I feel like they can use a guy like Stone Labanowitz who still has a little juice left in the arm just like Aaron Rodgers. Relax, relax. All right, last time I threw the football was in a charity football game. Yeah. Three interceptions didn't turn out too well. But the Palm Beach Capos is the newest adult amateur semi-professional football team right in our backyard, Theo. Mm. A lot of the players that play on this team now played at schools all around Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. And if you are a parent out there or a coach out there who knows kids from the age of 18 to plus, right, doesn't really have a limit. Get them involved with the Capos. They're looking for all positions. They're currently in the middle of the season, though, so check them out. Plenty of home games. March 18th is one of them mm. right here in our backyard. They play all their games at Wellington High School. Some more dates for everybody. April 8th, April 29th, and May 13th. You can check them out on Saturdays at Wellington High School. They have a 12-game slate, so you can go check them out all around the state. I think they actually play a game in Georgia. Theo, this is for kids who... You know, we're formerly at Division One schools now who have no more eligibility that can play semi-professional, right? It's a way to strap up the pads and go toe-to-toe with a lot of the other good ball players around the state of Florida. So get involved. Right. Their social media is not hard to find at Palm Beach Capos. Capos being C-A-P-O-S. You can find them on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, wherever you can. And if you need more information than I just gave you, go to www.palmbeachcapos.com. Again, Capos, C-A-P-O-S. Love the head coach, Brent. Love the owner and Josh. I think these guys got a really good thing going. And I'm going to continue to be out there on Saturdays checking out their home games because they fill up the stands. They're really a rowdy bunch. And they got some of the cleanest uniforms in the game right now. That's a big part of it, right? Like, I know with the XFL, people are talking about some of these uniforms the Orlando Guardians have and whatnot. The Capo's got some good gear. Good kids, huh? I mean, they got the best ones, right? I went and checked out one of their home games last week. And the team that they were playing, the uni just did not compare, Mm-mm-mm. right? They threw a lot of money into these guys, making them, making sure they're fresh, they're clean. Yeah. Yeah, and I think they're uh, 2-0 to start the season. So check them out. Palm Beach Capos, love what they got going on. Look good, feel good, play good. It's part of the formula. Team that's been looking good all year long, the FAU men's basketball team, once nationally ranked, doesn't matter. They're not ranked right now in the top 25, but they are the one seed in the Conference USA tournament currently. They are on top of Middle Tennessee State currently out in Frisco, Texas in the semifinal, one game away from the conference championship game. I think even though Ken LaVica is out right now, 
Since it's halftime, we can try to see if he can't squeeze in to give us an update, an update from Frisco, Texas, when he gets a chance. Huh, Stone? Yeah, they're up 37-25 right now. We did contact Ken. They're on halftime. Ooh, actually. Oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. That Texas came through. I hear the music in the background. Ken LaVica is live. <laughs> What's up, my boys? Ken, it's halftime. What's shaking, baby? All right, Florida Atlantic leads 37-25 to at halftime. Uh, Elijah Martin, 12 points for FAU. Florida Atlantic, by the way, Theo holding Middle Tennessee State to 29% from the field. Mm. Strong defense mm. for Dusty Mays Owls. Ken, how's the call been going? You had any hiccups? You've been smooth? Where can people check you out? <laughs> me, hiccups? I, you, don't, you don't need to check me out. Continue listening to Ken LaVica live. It's fine. <laughs> I'm at where I'm at. We're, we're just calling a basketball game. Uh, you guys still talking ass parties? Uh, we, we stopped talking ass parties. The okay. ass parties have died down. I wonder, have you got any barbecue since you're out there in Texas? I'm jealous. Uh, yes, a little bit of barbecue. Yeah, for sure. Um, I will say this, though. Carolina barbecue is better than Texas barbecue. Okay, and I will say this. When you come back, I think we have to fight. Fist to fist. No gloves. No right. gloves. And then afterwards, can fist. we have an ass party? No, I, well, maybe so. It depends okay. on how the fight goes. If you win, perfect. maybe. All right, perfect. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, how's the show going? What have we been talking real quick? Uh, we've been talking drama, how that draws you to sports games. We're also talking about Aaron Rodgers and how it's a major mistake that the Jets are going to go send out picks to get this old uh, man. This let old it happen. Right, Theo, let it happen. Embrace the embrace the dumbassery from the Jets. <laughs> Ken, Let's go. Ken, has there, has there been any player-referee interaction? We've talked about Fred Van oh, Fleet plenty. and what he had to say. Anything similar to that so far? Nothing, nothing but respectful interaction between FAU players and referees because FAU has nothing but respect for the game of basketball. Of course, but Middle Tennessee, by the way. Oh, I mean, just <laughs> atrocious. Atrocious behavior across the board. We're gearing up for the final, right? You guys think you're going to get out of this game? Are we going to hoist a Conference USA Stone, banner here down Stone, in the boys in Boca? Stone, there's still 20 minutes left today, oh. and then who knows what happens tomorrow. Coach Let, there's still 20 minutes today. Come on, man. Kobe Bryant, job's Coach not B. finished. Get, get him out of here today. With that, Coach Speak, get him out of here. All right, Ken, go back to calling your game. All right, bye. All that Coach Speak, man. That that Coach Speak, kind of, when it trickles down to the play-by-play guy, that's how you know Dusty May's doing it well, though, on the podium. It is. He's even trickled <laughs> over to Ken. Ken's a guy who never halts to talk a little smack. Yeah. And I'm sitting here, so I've been following the game not on ESPN because they're a little slower when it comes to these smaller market games. So I'm on you know, a sports gambling app right now. Ken doesn't have any confidence. Their odds aren't even posted mm. when you're looking at these live rankings of this game right now. Their odds are not even posted right now. So they're minus. A good sign? Yeah, it's a great sign. Okay. That means that there's no money to be bet on, on an FAU money line right now. They're minus like 10,000. So Ken and his coach speak, yeah, he's definitely following Dusty May, but yeah. these boys are going to be in the final, and they're probably going to hoist that banner again. These guys are rocking. I love to see it, not just as a guy that selfishly wants to be able to cover more sports that matter, and that means when a team in our viewing area for WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29 is in March Madness, maybe a potential trip on the line for Big Teddy, a little, <laughs> a little Big Teddy takeover on the road. Dude, I'll come be your TV intern. Come on, dog. I'll hey, come- he- Carry around your tripod, hold yeah. your wires, and, and just kind of be wearing the same shirt you're wearing. If if be we're little, able, Lil Teddy, if we can, <laughs> Big Teddy and Lil Teddy take the NCAA tournament. If 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 FAU on Selection Sunday gets to a region that makes sense, like a location, I haven't even looked at all the first round, opening round uh, regions that that are possible. If they get somewhere that makes sense. I'm going to beg. I'm going to plead to get that that travel ticket to go out there and cover them so we can get some. Uh, so I haven't been to the NCAA tournament in like a few years. Final yeah. Four is in Houston this year. You know, I'm thinking about how this could backfire on you. If you did show up to a first and second round, if you did get involved in March Madness yeah. and FAU just got dogged uh, and they lost, I've been there. Ken's never going to speak to you again. 
Oh, because it's the first game. It's the first game you showed face. No, 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 no. I've been to a couple home games. Yeah, you have. You have. But it'll be the first postseason game. You'll then be deemed as the bad luck charm and forever banned from the show. So tread lightly. That would be sad. I would hate that. I would hate that. But again, me and Ken still have to duke it out because he picked Carolina's drippy, watery barbecue. I don't know if anybody's ever had Carolina barbecue. It is watery. It is like it, it's like I don't even understand the purpose of why they make it the way they make it. I had it out in Lexington, Carolina, in uh, North Carolina. I had it in a couple different places in Charlotte. Carolina barbecue vastly overrated. Texas and Kansas City have the best barbecue in the nation. That's easy. That's easy. That, that's where I draw the line. And honestly, if this is a show in Ken Levick Alive where Carolina barbecue rides, if this is a show that where we're pulling for Carolina barbecue, that's right. That's right, Jess, our teammate Jess, also a Texas native, talking down Boo. on some Carolina barbecue. It's all about Texas barbecue, baby. I was born and raised in Charlotte, North Carolina. I left when I was eight years old, so I have no recollection of the barbecue. <laughs> so, I, you know, I thought about, should I talk some smack here? But no, it's not warranted here. Everyone in our office is going to root for Texas. That's fine. Texas, baby. That's fine. Everything's bigger in Texas, and the barbecue's better. <laughs> you don't make a joke. Why not? I was going to go with the Charles Barkley San Antonio joke. Everything, ah, everything, right. everything yeah. is bigger in Texas. You're right. You're, hey, the barbecue's so good, man. I can't blame anybody that partakes. That partakes a little heavily in the barbecue. It's good stuff. It's always good stuff. Uh, we're talking sports drama. We're also talking Aaron Rodgers to the New York Jets. I, my, my red flag goes up on this one heavily. Aaron Rodgers to the New York Jets is a shoo-in. All of the reports, Ian Rappaport, Adam Schefter, anybody who has insight on the NFL, Diana Rossini, they're all saying all signs lead to Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. I think it's going to be a crucial mistake, not just because they're bringing in a guy who is, again, going to be a top 10 all-time quarterback when it's all said and done, a guy who just won two MVPs in the past three seasons, but also a guy who is on the wrong side of the age curve for quarterbacks. And we can't just assume everybody's going to be Tom Brady. What makes Tom Brady so special is that he was the anomaly. Cheats. What? I mean, that too. He's an anomaly. Yeah, yeah that's I mean, right. That's right. Part. Sorry, that's I mean, right. You can't get to cheating without, without <laughs> the getting. But at 43, at 44, at 45, what made him special was he was an anomaly. Aaron Rodgers, we can't expect that same thing. He's not going to just pop up in a new conference this year and go be a contender with the Jets. And if the Jets give up, which it looks like is going to happen, why has this deal not happened already, Stone? Probably because of negotiations. If the Jets end up giving multiple first-round picks or even multiple day one, day two picks for Aaron Rodgers, it can come back to bite them because it's not like it's going to... Do you think Super Bowl's in their near future? I don't want to go there. Exactly. I don't want to be the guys on sports radio talking about the Jets are Super Bowl contenders. But as far as the anomaly conversation goes... Aaron Rodgers just won two back-to-back MVPs in very, very recent seasons. Why is he not capable of doing it again in a fresher, more talented roster in the New York Jets? It doesn't make any sense to me. They were 7-10 and 10 last year. Yeah. Let's just say Aaron Rodgers, better than Zach Wilson, give him five more games. Five. Down there, 12 in, in whatever. I'm not a math guy. Whatever. 12 wins, right? That's what they're <laughs> going to do. That's what they're going to accomplish. I don't understand what we're doing here, but I do. I don't think I can win this argument with you. Yeah. I don't think I can. I do want to bring on somebody who who called in saying that they have a different take than you on barbecue and where it's best. So I'm bringing in Mel from West Palm Beach. Mel from West Palm Beach is on Ken Levick Alive. You think you have a better take than me on barbecue. I first would have to ask Mel from West Palm or in West Palm Beach, where are you from, Mel? Well, um, 
I wasn't necessarily trying to improve upon your take. I was clarifying where you get the best barbecue sauce. Okay, bit, bit, bit. I'm you from Kansas that? City. I'm from Kansas City. Okay. So I don't know. I've been to Charlotte, and I, it's sweet. It's molasses-based. They mm-hmm. can stay there and do what they do. But if you know Joe's, come on, that's barbecue. Come on. If you don't know Joe's, don't talk to me about barbecue. Don't talk to me about coming from Kansas City or anything about that. Now, I'm tired of New York sports taking the domination because losers are getting a lot of airtime. Kansas City needs to be on a little bit more mm. because whoever goes to the Jets, the franchise has made bad decision after bad decision since Chiefs was waiting for 50 years to get their Super Bowl since Willie Joe. So um, they're not going to make a good decision now and turn around a franchise. That's not what they do. Baltimore is about to show you their true colors because they not make a decision that's going to put them out. So great franchises get lucky with great players. They make great decisions. Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City are a perfect fit. They aren't going to go wrong. My Kansas Jayhawks are going to run through this uh, March mm, Madness. One seed. Deserve to be a third national championship. Y'all remember about the COVID before Baylor won, you yeah. know, all that mess. But yeah. anyway, so let's get a little bit more of that Kansas City out in the mouth, a little bit less of that New York. I heard the mayor bad-mouthing uh, Kansas, <laughs> saying that he wasn't from there. And yesterday my buddy Josh Cohen threw my Royals under the bus. New York ain't won nothing. Mm. Yankees ain't mm. winning. Giants ain't winning. Jets ain't winning. Stop talking about them losers. I love it. I love it. I appreciate the call, Mel. I love what he's saying there. But the problem is, this is the same problem we had when, when we were fighting for heat for the Miami Heat to get more national coverage is winning kind of gets boring for people if it doesn't come like laced with scandal or salacious stuff around the team. Like the Kansas City Chiefs just win with Patrick Mahomes. There's not a lot of stirring stuff up. But what, Juju Smith-Schuster and his little trash talk with, with, uh, with, with James Bradbury? Is that what we're going to cling to? Like, I mean, it is boring to an extent. But yeah. first of all, shout out, Mel. I love the call and I love the phrase, stop talking about losers. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's something that we get caught up in as media. Right, It's our job to talk about these things. But I feel the same way Mel does. Stop talking about losers. And I'm saying that as a guy who stands Aaron Rodgers and <laughs> wants to see him succeed. But he's right. What are we talking about? We haven't said anything in a matter of weeks that means anything to anybody in regards to Aaron Rodgers getting to New York. We got Mike Green- loser season. Oh, it's the offseason. This is when the losers come out. <laughs> we got Mike Greenberg and, 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 the, and the rest of his gang on ESPN Radio talking about how they're Super Bowl contenders. What are we doing? What are we doing? Because if the Jets start off the season 2-5, and five, all hell breaks loose for Jets fans to the national media. Yeah. I agree. Let's stop talking about losers. Now, when Aaron Rodgers is wearing that 12 jersey. You're going to be locked in. Oh, my God. You're you going to be locked you in. You know, I'm going to any illegal website. I can buy the cheapest jersey. I'm yeah. getting me five or six of them. I'm uh, I'm gang green. Jet, uh, Ken hates to hear it, but J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I think you love losers, Stone. I think you do love losers. Maybe. Uh, I love winners. I love winners and you can't, go, you can't say winner in South Florida without saying Baptist Health. Is joint pain affecting your quality of life? At Baptist, at Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, our, train, our team is experienced in traditional joint replacement surgery as well as new, less invasive treatments with the goal of returning you to what you love as quickly as possible. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading-edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement spine and sports medicine care. 
Visit BaptistHealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting BaptistHealth.net slash ortho. We got to continue this Aaron Rodgers talk because I do think that it's it's going to be a little... Uh, it's a little bit of tension, especially for New York fans. So we'll continue to Aaron Rodgers talk and take your calls when we come back here on Ken Levick Alive. He's still on the bandwidths. I'm Theo Dorsey. It's ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Just got a text from my fiance who says our show has been fun to work to. My fiance Ashley. She also says Chicago actually has the best barbecue. She's usually right about a lot of things. She's wrong today. Must be where you get your bad takes from. Ah, uh, seems like it. Seems like it. Osmosis. Stone Labanowitz. I hear you have some talk coming out of a ballpark. Damn right I do. It's twenty twenty three spring training at the ballpark of the Palm Beach. Is your chance to see the defending World Series champs and the in game host Jeanette Javier with the Houston Astros and the Washington Nationals as well. Single game tickets on sale now at ballparkofthepalmbeaches.com or by calling 561-500-HITS. Come to the ballpark March 21st for Alex Bregman Bobblehead Day. Plus fireworks throughout the season. Bark at the park and much more. Again, number 561-500-HITS or at ballparkpalmbeaches.com. Let's hit the phone lines here. Let's bring in Drew. Drew is on Ken Levick Alive. Drew, first and foremost, who has the best barbecue in America? Now I'm gonna front. I think Texas. Let's go. Ugh. I sweat. Yeah, I think I think Texas. Let's and go. Down. Drew, what you got on Aaron Rodgers? So, all right, so I'm sick and tired of hearing this buster. <laughs> Hands down, I think he's a great player, but if you're gonna go to the Jets, let him go to the Jets. He's gonna retire. We're gonna have the same discussion next year. Is he gonna retire? Is he doing this? Is he doing the higher league, the hyperluxo thing, whatever the hell? weed-smoking thing he does. It, the Jets had really good players coming out. I mean, you had uh, Cheetah that almost went to the Jets. You had a couple other good fan, fan-based fan players that were going in, but they all left because it's the Jets. They should rename their team the New York Busters. Mm. And I'm from New York City. They are, I am originally from New York City. You're a Giants guy, I'm guessing? Like that. Nah, I'm a, I'm a Raider fan. I'm a diehard Raider. Okay. I, that's what I like. I like how they are, who they, who they could be. But if Aaron Rodgers wants to play for a good team, yeah, you could go to the Busters. But there's probably better teams that he probably, you know, outperform. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. The New York Busters. The New York Busters are going to get Aaron Rodgers, though, and it's going to be an interesting season ahead. Let's get Segway Sean in here. Segway Sean on Ken Levick Alive. Segway Sean, what it do? Who got the best barbecue first off? Well, I'm, I'll try not to get too excited. And, I mean, really, you're talking that it's it's, it's it's two different things. It's you're, it's like pizza. It's like who's got the best pizza? you got Chicago style. you got New York. I mean, I've been all throughout. You can go from the beach in North Carolina all the way to the west, and you, the, the, the barbecue depends on the different style of thickness of the barbecue true, stuff. True, I mean, true. Texas, you got Carolina. Sean, you, you, got, Sean, you, you got, got 20 t- seconds. Yeah. Show us some love. Give us the boy. Give the boys what you want. You threw a dynamite Bethesda at the end there, Theo. Incredible. I mean, even when you're even when you're against the clock, you're throwing up half courts like Seth Curry. Oh. Throwing in plugs at the end. Unbelievable. Four and a half out of five. I even love it. Ken. I love it. Thank you. Segway Sean. Sean's the man. Segway Sean, we need him. That's what we need more Segway Sean's in our life. 
Ken Lavica still calling FAU men's basketball well on their way to a Conference USA title stone. What'd your fiance say? She said Chicago had the best Not barbecue. about that, about us. Oh, she said it's a great show to listen to and work to. And I hope it was for everybody else out there. I love it. Thank you for listening and joining with us. Ken Lavica Live back on Monday with the full team. We'll see you then. Peace out.